You're listening to The Diarist, a Red Couch Black Dog production. Episode 4, Handsome and Charming Stephen Morris. I slept better than I had in a long time that night. I woke with the morning light, and the colors were extravagant. I felt the gorgeous autumn palette was just for me. I dressed and made a coffee for myself, had one boiled egg, as was my habit. I found that staved off hunger until lunch, when I would allow myself a half a sandwich or a cup of soup and some saltine crackers. Yes, I was a girl of habit. On that account, I believe Mother was right, and that I would make a good mother. I was just finishing my egg when the doorbell rang. When I opened the door, a delivery man stood there with a long flower box. My heart leapt. I was sure they were from Richard. The ice age had ended and he was in love with me. I took the box. And when I read the card, I found that it was from Stephen Morris. It read, Please don't think me too eager. Let me take you to dinner tonight at the Chateau Steakhouse. It wasn't a moment later that the phone rang. Hello? Was my gesture overkill? Steven? Yes. I tried to talk with you yesterday, but uh, things got busy. I was wondering if you'd join me for dinner this evening. Do you have plans? I know it's last minute, and you must think I'm a cad. No, not at all. I'm quite flattered. Well, then my gesture was successful? It certainly was. I can't think of anything I'd rather do than join you for dinner. It so happens I'm available. Oh, what a stroke of luck. I'll say. I'll pick you up at seven? Yes. Sounds wonderful. And Stephen? Yes? Thank you for the flowers. They're just beautiful. You couldn't have known, but white roses are my favorite. They're just lovely. I'm glad you like them. I do. Very much. All right. I'll see you at seven. I'm over the moon. All right. See you then. Have you forgotten something? Andrea, it's Mother. Who did you think it was? No one. How are you, Mother? I'm just fine. It's you I'm worried about. Why on earth? Oh, darling, your birthday is less than a month away. Yes? I haven't slept all night. Why? You won't be angry with me, will you? I don't... No, of course not. I couldn't help but ruminate how depressed you must be. Why? I'm perfectly fine. Happy? Yes, in fact, I am. Well, I don't know how you can be. What's that supposed to mean? Do you realize you'll be 25 and not married? Not even a prospect? What a cruel thing to say. Or think, rather. This kept you up all night. Why? Why is it cruel for me to worry? 
Just yesterday, Victoria McGuinness told me that Sarah is getting married, her youngest of three girls. Do you realize how old Sarah is? I have no idea. Twenty. Why do you compare 20. me? Twenty. Well, do you know the next thing that came out of Victoria's mouth? I have no idea. She asked about you. And you've told her I've chosen to be a career girl? Are you being sarcastic, Andrea? How dare you talk with me that way? What if I weren't sarcastic? What if I'm not the daughter you wanted? Of all the things I could be, sickly, afflicted in some way, instead I work in downtown Manhattan for the largest right. edges. Enough. I can't bear to hear another word. Mother, did you honestly call me first thing Saturday morning to insult me? We're starting this again. You're going to berate me the first thing in the morning? No, I suppose not. I'm sorry. Well, I'm sorry too. Mother, I hate when we fight. I've met someone. A man? Yes. I think you'd like him very much. Oh, I, I knew there was a reason I should call this morning. What is he like? Is he from New York? No, Maryland. But he lived in New Jersey for quite some time while he was at Princeton. Princeton? Yes, he's very handsome. His name is Stephen Morris. Oh, Andrea, that is wonderful news. What does he do? Is he from a good family? Mother, he went to Princeton and studied art and business, a double major. Art? I... But of course he has business aspirations. He's the art director. A director? Do you suppose he'll be partner someday? Certainly. At Roth, Hayes & Johnson or somewhere else. He's already in demand. You don't say. Yes. Oh, Mother, he's very handsome. He has blonde hair. Welsh? I, I think English. But his family is from Maryland. I bet they're important people. I should say so. The office manager, Ellen, told me they have several homes. One in the Adirondacks. Have you two been dating long? He's been asking about me for quite a while. He just sent a dozen roses and we're going to the Chateau Steakhouse. A dozen roses. Oh, and the Chateau. That's quite fancy. That's fancier than the Lotus Room. Are you pleased, Mother? Pleased? More than pleased. I'm ecstatic. As soon as we hang up, I'm going to phone Victoria McGinnis. That girl of hers isn't much to look at. The youngest one, Sarah. For that matter, none of the McGinnis's girls were that much of a catch. Nothing compared to you, Andrea. Have I described my darling Stephen? Imagine the opposite of Richard. Where Richard had dark hair and a slender build, suits looking sophisticated, commanding attention at every presentation, event. Even walking through the office, he was a star. All the girls felt they knew him, as I've mentioned, with an adoring sympathy for his tragic situation. It was clear that any one of them would have swooped in to save him from his ghastly home life. Richard was the model gentleman, except for with me. Stephen Morris, on the other hand, had a steady temperament. He, unlike Richard, was not mercurial. He was what he appeared to be, aristocratic. He also had the confidence and compassion of one who had a loving, good upbringing. He had sandy blonde hair and caramel-colored eyes. He wore suits, but less conservative than Richard's. Often he could be found over his drafting table, tie loosened and sleeves rolled up. And his art. I should venture to say that his renderings of advertisements were breathtaking. Really, something else. 
He admired the work of Edward Hopper, and that realism was evident in all of his art. He was also a successful director, hiring and managing some of the most talented artists to staff his team. He was as tall as Richard, but stockier, more of a baseball player's build. He had played baseball through high school and college, and even had been drafted for the minor league. Instead, he chose art school. Do you realize how long it took me to get the courage to ask you out on a date? No. How long? I mean, you must have known back on the Bird's Frozen Food campaign that I was fumbling, stuttering half the time. Oh, don't be silly. I remember our first meeting and each subsequent. You were quite composed. You know the girls are quite fond of you. Is that so? Well, there's only one girl I want fond of me. The food is delicious. I'm glad you like it. I do. I'm so flattered that you asked me out. Flattered? Why would you be? I enjoy your company so much. I mean, you're very talented. <laughs> That's nice of you to say. It's not flattery. I mean, your ideas are becoming the foundation for many of the campaigns. I, I miss working with you these last few months. Yes, I do too. I'm lucky Richard even gave me the opportunity. He's needed more of the secretarial work, and I'm happy to have my position. You know, you're, you're different than a lot of girls. Are your parents forward-thinking? Well, no. And yes, quite literally. <laughs> Would you believe my mother is as old-fashioned as they come, and my father is just the opposite? Well, that's probably how they produce such a remarkable young woman. You know, I know most girls get married and that sort of thing, but there were a number of girls at Princeton like you. Like me? How so? Moving into more serious professions. Oh, you don't think I'm the marrying type? Too bookish? Uh, no, that's not what I meant at all. I think you're very feminine, and I just... I see ambition, I suppose. Am I wrong? <laughs> Let's talk about you. All right, then. I'm an open book. <laughs> Mother's very curious about your family, so we can start there. Mother? You've told Mother about me? You <sighs> must be interested. Yes, I suppose when you say it that way. No, I'd be happy to oblige you my personal resume. <laughs> Let's see. Went to Princeton, studied business and art. Yes, I already knew that. Hold on, hold on. That's just the beginning of this eligible bachelor's dossier. What else? Golf and rowing clubs. That's something for Mother to sink her teeth into. She'll be talking at the country club for days. Ah, uh, uh, let me finish. Captain of both. Really? You don't say... Uh, you've heard of Morris Tobacco? Of course. Speaking of, how about a smoke? Sure, why not? Will we be here a while? <laughs> Very funny, young lady. You asked for my qualifications. Qualifications for what? Oh, you clever girl. To win mother over, of course. <laughs> you were saying, Morris Tobacco? One of four heirs to the fortune, yours truly. No, you're making it up. You're an ad man. You're just trying to sell me the product. I thought the packaging lured you in. Yes, but... Really? You're an heir? Does that sort of thing impress you? May I be honest? Yes. I'm sorry. I mean, I, I was playing a game. I hope you know I wasn't mocking your mother. I, I admire her conservative ways. It's not... No, no, of course. I am impressed with your lineage and all of it. I'm impressed with you. 
even before I knew all of that. I realized as we were talking earlier that it meant quite a great deal for you to compliment me on my work. Is that what's important to you? I feel like we've known each other forever. Old friends. Let's pretend we are. Tell me, is that what you want? A job in the industry beyond secretarial? I think so. But Mother would never have it. Would it be too invasive for me to say that you should be your own girl? That it's your life, not Mother's? The climb is steep. Sure, but you've got talent. Of course, I want a family, too. A girl can't do both. No, but speaking as a man, embracing the unknown sometimes opens opportunities you might not expect. Speaking as a man. Yes, I I know. It's different. Andrea, I'd like to see you again. Would that be all right with you? I'd like that very much. I haven't felt like this about a girl in a long time. Since we're old friends, tell me. How long ago? Who was this girl who broke your heart? You don't miss a beat. Yes, uh, my heart was broken. Handsome Stephen Morris. Captain of the golf and rowing teams? Did I mention valedictorian? Who was she? How was everything? Uh, everything's wonderful. Can I get you something else? Um, another bottle of wine? Yes. I have the feeling we may be here a long time. Another bottle of Chablis. So, who was she? Carol Plath. The Carol Plath? Oh, you know her? Of her. She broke the heart of a very dear old friend of mine. Our parents summered together all through our childhood. They still do. Out on Block Island. And? Well, they schemed and planned, as mothers will do, and they wanted us to marry and have beautiful little Stephen and Carols running around. The problem was, I was game and she wasn't. No? We dated for three years. I I thought once we graduated. But she didn't. She ran away with a beatnik. (laughs) A beatnik? I don't mean to laugh, I'm sorry. No, no, don't be. You know, she said... He'd written a poem about her, and she knew. A poem? Entitled, Bitter Moan. You're teasing me. I kid you not. Bitter moan in your ear, blood like words. (laughs) You're making it up. I'm making light of it. Really, uh, my heart was was broken. Where is she now? Well, they rode a motorcycle to San Francisco, her on the back, and her long blonde hair blowing in the wind, leather jackets. Both of them. I'm afraid so. And then? They made it about a year in San Francisco, writing poetry until both their parents cut off their allowances. He moved to New York and became a stockbroker, and her second is on the way. Really? That is ironic. I'm boring you. Hardly. This is the best time I've had in a very long time. Can we do it again? I'd love to. And again? Don't get me wrong. It was lovely. Even more than that. Stephen felt more like an equal than any man I'd ever met, including father. He had no ulterior motives, or so it seemed to me at the time. He genuinely liked me for who I was, and that allowed me some insight into this stranger, this me, that had always been disguised in the shadow of mother's wishes. He was the perfect man, and I knew I would never find better. So settling for Stephen was not really settling at all. I told myself, in some lofty manner, I suppose, that most women didn't know the passion I felt for Richard, or why his cruelty planted a seed of desire. 
After that first date with Stephen, I pronounced my ordinariness and promised to embrace it. If I couldn't satisfy my desires, then I would fulfill every girl's dream and marry my Prince Charming. Oh, it was back and forth all night like that after my date with Stephen. I tossed and turned relentlessly until the phone rang at 12 o'clock. Hello? I couldn't wait. Mother? Tell me everything. Something. It's midnight. Oh, I'm glad to see you're home. I hope it's not home early. I hope you had a good time. Can't I call you in the morning? Yes, I'll take you over to the country club for lunch. Take the morning train and I will pick you up at the station. But did you have a nice time, darling? It was lovely. Do you think there's potential? Do you think you're the kind of girl he'd want to marry? The kind of girl? Oh, don't take it personally. You're the one who's branded yourself a career girl. Well, if you must know, he likes career girls. Victoria McGuinness asked if he was related to the Morris family in Maryland, the tobacco family. As a matter of fact, he is. One of four heirs. Oh, hold on. Let me take a drink of my warm milk before I faint. <laughs> well, Mother, I'm glad my love life is making you happy. Happy enough to faint. Well, you should get some rest. When you see Sarah McGinnis tomorrow, don't rub it in too much. Victoria tried to whitewash it, but I think her fiancé is a naval officer. Nothing to shake a stick at, but he certainly isn't an heir. One date, Mother. I've had one date. But he likes you. Yes, I think he does. All right, darling. I'll pick you up at 10. You'll take the 9.15 train from the city? Yes. I'm very proud of you, darling. All right. I'll see you in the morning. What did I think of the situation? In a short time, my fantasy had become a script. I'd written myself a part that could navigate all my confusion. You see, after the conversations with Mother... I realized I wanted her approval more than I wanted Richard's. I was tired of the games. The business world is no place for a girl, or at least not one like me. I wasn't a shark, but I wasn't bait either. In the end, I would be much happier marooned on a magical island, the wife of Stephen Morris and the mother of our children. My mother was happy with her lot, and so too could I be. As for the business of Richard Hayes, Perhaps if he knew I was involved with another higher-up, we could bury those few moments of desire and come to an unspoken agreement until I left to marry Stephen. These, of course, were the fantasies I entertained in the middle of the night, alone in a dark apartment. Really, looking back, I can see it was purgatory. My fate teetering tenuously.